0: Times they are a changing in major league baseball change always happens always will but how will they affect the future of the game does the direction encourage or concern you to win the bullpen with Mark Dewey. Sponsored by Developing Contenders Ministries. You're listening to the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Thank you for joining us. And look who's coming
1: up. ball into right field. She is gone!
0: The date has been pushed back a couple of times, but today in Major League Baseball, each Major League Baseball team will be able to carry a maximum of 13 pitchers on their 26-man roster. That's going to be down from 14, where it's been at for some time. This may not seem like a big deal to you, but it does cause concern for many people. And this is just one of the changes happening in Major League Baseball. And there are many others being discussed that will take place maybe this year, maybe next year, maybe beyond. We'll be seeing these changes, no doubt about that. We'll also be seeing the consequences of these changes. So my question to you is, what do you expect to see? Do you expect baseball to be moving in a positive and productive direction or going off the rails? Or, of course, an option is something in between. I want to talk about those changes, but first it appears that there is going to be one person who's been in this game who is not going to experience these changes firsthand, maybe watching, but not as a player. He might see the consequences, but not likely experience them. 36-year-old Lorenzo Cain was designated for assignment by the Milwaukee Brewers last week. This was a mutual decision. It came the day after he reached 10 years of Major League service time. The way Low Cain spoke afterwards, it appears that he plans on retiring. Not definitive, but it looks that way. Retiring after playing 10-plus years in Major League Baseball, a career that didn't begin until he was in the 10th grade. He never played baseball till the 10th grade, and he showed up with no bat, no glove, and no spikes. He had to borrow all of those things just to try out for his high school baseball team. He has had a lengthy, productive, successful major league career. Twice he was named an all-star. He was a gold glove winner, and he was a member of the World Series championship team with the Kansas City Royals. His entire career was spent with the Royals and the Brewers. And Locaine is truly one of the good guys in the game. And I wish the best to him and to his family, as it appears he's transitioning out of the game, at least as a player, and starting a new chapter in his life. But as I mentioned today, there's a change. The maximum number of pitchers is going to be limited to 13 for each and every major league team. I think this is a good thing, but others are concerned. There are a number of reasons they're concerned, but there are two very significant reasons that this is causing concern for people in and around Major League Baseball. Nimmo, soft ground ball, got to hurry. Urias throws out Nimmo by a step.
1: Well, Aaron Ashby is now going to be attended to right now by Chris Hook, Dave Yeager, and Craig Council. They are... Checking on him right now. And Craig Council, you see him shaking his head like, hey, make sure you're okay. Aaron Ashby trying to convince, I think, the Brewers to keep him in this game. And Craig Council, you saw him mouth, yeah, we're going to have a pitching change here with Mark Carlson. And I think Aaron Ashby frustrated himself. He wants to convince the coaching staff to stay in this ball game, But for Ashby, he will leave this contest.
0: After four and a third innings that's why. that happened last week in a game the brewers were in new york playing the mets aaron ashby is a young pitcher for the brewers uh, a pitcher with a lot of promise in the future he had to come out of that game with forearm tightness and that happened in inning or so after the mets starter tyler mcgill was removed middle of the inning his issue was a shoulder problem and pitchers getting injured is commonplace. It has been really for several years, but it is very common this year. Another top pitcher that went down last week was Walker Bueller for the Los Angeles Dodgers, who's going to be out an extended period of time, even so much so that the question is, if he's able to come back, let's say in September, will they be able to build him up enough to be a starting pitcher in what they expect to be a postseason run? Steven Strasburg came off the DL after, well, I'm old, back in the day, the DL, now the IL, came off the IL after a long period of time, made one start, and is back on the IL. The former number one pick, and that is not only first round, but the number one pick in the country, Casey Mize, with the Detroit Tigers, has undergone Tommy John surgery. He is out, I would guess, probably until the 2024 season, if he is a fast recoverer, He might be back at the end of next year. And I could list many others. There are a boatload of pitchers getting hurt, elbow, shoulder. And I might devote a future podcast to some of the thoughts I have as it regards all of these injuries, in particular among pitchers. But it's not just pitchers, position players are getting hurt as well. And by that, I'm talking non contact injuries. You can't prevent getting hit in the hand and having your hand broken or something like that, but non-contact injuries. But there's a different concern among people in and around the game of baseball, fans of the game, as it regards position players. And this concern is also tied to the reduction of the roster size of pitchers that today drops to 13. And it's something that has been a significant change, something really unique to this season 2022 compared to all of the seasons in the past
1: a new pitcher for detroit and a first timer the name on the back would tell you no but cody clemens is pitching here in the eighth a.j hinch it's a wallside windows pitching change a.j hinch did tell us before the game Gibby, he feels like he missed a chance in new york against the yankees to throw cody clemens Instead, he's here. He'll settle for this Wednesday afternoon against Chicago.
0: So, number 21, with the last name Clemens, pitched for the Detroit Tigers this past week. But of course, it wasn't Roger, it was his son, Cody. And what used to take place a few times per season, position players pitching, this year has often been a few times a week. Many people do not believe this is good. I am one of those many. And and here's something that I've heard. And again, I don't know how seriously this is being considered, maybe not at all by Major League Baseball, but there are people throwing out the idea that because they do not think it's good that position players are pitching as much as they have been, that maybe Major League Baseball needs to have a mercy rule in the future. I sure hope not. This is Major League Baseball. These are the best players in the world, the best teams in the world, with managers and pitching coaches who are the best in the world. I hope it never comes to that in the future. That would be terrible. Now, the Tigers did have Cody Clemens and I think actually two other position players pitching that game last week. That's not encouraging, at least not for me. But the Tigers, and if you're a Tigers fan, do have something to be very excited about as it regards their future and the excitement is built around yet another top prospect that they expect to contribute to the team, to the Detroit Tigers, for years to come. With the fifth selection of the 2019 MLB Draft, the Detroit Tigers select Riley Green. This is the best pure high school bat in this year's draft. This guy can really hit four or five years. That's really conservative. I don't think it's going to take him that long.
1: Swung on and crushed off the scoreboard. a three-run shot. Riley Green tracked down by Riley Green. That's why the future's Bryce Smooth left-handed swing. Effortless. Trying not to do too much. One of the prettiest swings in all professional baseball. He'll hit one up in the air. Left field. Going back. This is A home run
0: for Riley Green. He's tearing the cover the ball. A couple of big swings from Riley Green. He's very smart for his age. This guy knows how to hit. He understands what he's got to do at the plate. So Riley Green was poised to make the Tigers out of spring training, but an injury shelved him. He had a rehab, but he was called up on Saturday by the Detroit Tigers, and on Saturday, he made his Major League debut.
1: And now the Major League debut of Riley Green. Softly to left center, there it is. Riley Green's major league debut—a success with a single to left center. Well, I don't know what I'm more happy about. Hobby Bias's two-run home run. Can see this is a kind of a hanging slider right off. Well, actually, he jammed him a little bit. But Riley goes up there. He in batting practice, he is thinking left field a lot. That ball got in on him a little bit, but he still was able to flare it because the ball was elevated. Draws a walk to lead off the fifth. For Riley Green's first RBI in his first major league game. Instead, he walks for the second time today. He's been aboard three times. And on base machine, both teams kind of feeding off one another. The other way, and another base hit for Riley Green. What a debut it's been for him.
0: Definitely a great debut for Riley Green on Saturday. Sunday, he was 0 for 2, but again drew 2 walks. So for the Tigers, part of the brightness that they at least hope is the brightness of their future. But the future of Major League Baseball isn't only on display in the big leagues with top prospects like Riley Green or Adley Rutschman, but it's on display among those who are not major leaguers. As a matter of fact, those who are not minor leaguers. They're not professional players at all, at least not yet. Now this goes up the middle. Miller on the backhand, jumps, throws!
1: To retire, Skyler Messenger. He tipped his own hat to himself. That's when he know it's good. <laughs> Jared Miller put on a show. How about a little cheater jump throw and the arm to finish it off?
0: In Omaha, Nebraska, the College World Series for the NCAA Division I baseball teams is going on. It began on Friday, and on Friday that play was made by Jared Miller for Notre Dame. And Notre Dame got to the College World Series by knocking off the number one team in the country, the most dominant college baseball team through the regular season. But Notre Dame beat them in the Super Regionals, and that was the University of Tennessee. Eight teams go to the College World Series. Notre Dame, of course, one of those. Joining Notre Dame, Arkansas, number 14 Auburn, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Stanford, the second-ranked team in the country, Texas, ranked number nine, but they have already been eliminated from the College World Series, and then fifth-ranked Texas A&M. There are more games today. The finals will be June 25 through 27 in Omaha, Nebraska. Now, the players on these eight teams are in Omaha, and so they could not be in San Diego at Petco Park for the second annual MLB draft combine. But many of those who are likely to be top draft picks were at Petco Park and participated in the combine. One of the most interesting stories in that combine or at that combine is a very unique pitcher. My name is Gerangelo Sanchez. I'm from Curacao. I'm naturally left-handed, but my dad is a catcher and I grab his glove, so I throw him in my right-handed and now I can throw in my right hand. <laughs> I came here, I was 16 years old, I played catcher with my right hand and shortstop with my right hand. My coach tell me that I have a potential so I can be a bowed pitcher and at a good level. For me, I know it's something difficult, so, like, everybody see me throw with both ends, but for me, it's something, like, natural. It's something just normal to me. The bullpen is taking me, like, 30 minutes. I start throwing with my left end because I get more loose when my right end is fast, so throw, like, 10 fastball, 5 curveball, 5 changeup, 5 sliders, and then I take a rest and then throw with my other end. What a great story. Gerangelo Sancha. And I can pronounce that only because I heard him do so, because the way he spells his last name, I would have had no ability even to be in the ballpark. But here's what I read happened, or what he did at the combine. Throwing right-handed, his fastball was 94 to 96, his breaking ball 7980, and the spin rate on the breaking ball 2600 RPM. Throwing with his left hand, his fastball velocity was 88 to 92 miles an hour, Breaking ball at 75.76 with 2,400 RPM spin rate on that breaking ball. Now, I don't know. It's been a few years since I've looked at it. But at one point in time a few years ago, the average spin rate on a breaking ball was about 2,400. If that's still the general case, then as a right-hander, he has an above-average fastball velocity. Now, again, this is a combine. It doesn't mean he'll be throwing that at pitching in games. But nonetheless, above-average fastball, and an above-average spin rate on his curveball. From the left side, slightly below-average fastball with about an average spin rate. It's an amazing story. And the, the question is, he will get drafted. Will he sign? He's committed to go to Mississippi State. If he does indeed, now or in the future after three years of college, sign, and work his way through the minor leagues and get to the big leagues, he will be the first pitcher to pitch both right-handed and left-handed since a man that you may be familiar with, Pat Vendetti. He pitched in 61 games with six different teams between 2015 and 2020. And he's really the only guy who has done this at the major league level. There was a guy that I played against. He was at the end of his career. I think he had a 15-year big league career. He was with the Expos in 1995, Greg Harris. And I believe that at the end of his career, like one of his last appearances, he actually faced two batters throwing left-handed. But he didn't really pitch as such, like Vendetti did. And if Gerangelo Sancha has a chance to play in the major leagues and pitch with both hands, it could be a lot of fun to watch. So what do you think? Does the future look bright or grim for baseball? And I'll add, not only the major league level, not only professionally, but generally, at the amateur level as well. And I asked that question, and again, I realized there might be an answer that says, well, I'm not overly optimistic, I'm not overly pessimistic, but we haven't even discussed certain things. Some of the rule changes that appear almost definitely to be coming in 2023. Things like a pitch clock and, and banning the shift. Nor have I addressed something that I received via a text this week. It was a screenshot. And it was sent to me by somebody that is in the game, that works in professional baseball. And it was about a, I guess I would call it a class, probably an HR meeting of some sort regarding online betting in Major League Baseball. And we could stop there and talk about how is that impacting the game? How will that impact the game down the road? I think it's a bad thing. But the thing is, is that the screenshot, that's secondary compared to why the screenshot was sent to me. On the screenshot... It was the sign-in page to do this class or whatever it is. And it asked basic things like name, date of birth. But then it also had, do you want to identify as male, as female, as non-binary? Or do you prefer not to identify at all, not to choose any of these things? When discussing the future of the game, these kinds of changes are of the going off the rails variety. But that's a conversation for another day. Join us next time for In the Bullpen on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Thank you for listening.